The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Terkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Terkstra Lumber near you to learn more. From the Ticats Audio Network, this is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Welcome back to the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. After a long bye week and the Ticats finding themselves 0-3 to start the season, but a chance to make that right this week against Ottawa. That's Saturday at 7 p.m., Saturday the 8th, 7 p.m. Coach, it's great to see you. How's the bye week? Yeah, great to see you, Luke. Uh, much needed. Um... Yeah, it's always, you know, buys are, buys are good, but even uh, when things are at the best of times, I think you know you're always chomping to get back at it, so we're ready to get back at it. Nice, and you guys had the uh, 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 snuck an extra day there on the field, uh, a day zero as we, as we call it uh, in, our, in the CFL uh, prep week. Uh, what did that look like? Are you, are you, is, is Montreal in the rearview mirror, or were you go, breaking down that film still? Uh, we did a little bit of both, and you're always going to address things, but uh, just selected selected cut-ups and, and whatnot, obviously you need to address those, but you know, we're definitely um, looking out the windshield right now, and there's nothing we can do about the past, but what you can control is practice today and moving forward. So we you know, went out there, as, like as you mentioned, as a day zero, and ran around, got some good quality work. Um, you know, Guys were focused, honed in and uh, understand where we're at and, and uh, where we need to be. As you think back to the Montreal game, obviously disappointing loss, but what's your biggest takeaway from that game? What, do, what, are, you, what are you pointing out to your team as you want, run through that film? Yeah, just right now, it's, it, it, you're not consistently playing well enough um, in all three phases. It's, it's really that clear. You know, we, you know, we knew we were going to be in for a, a battle, and we're going to continue to be. Uh, no matter every every week, every week it's going to be that way until we can consistently show that we can we can win, and and that sort of thing. So when you look at it, you know the you're always going to look at the critical stats of explosions against, um, explosions for, and then obviously impacting the game on special teams. And we were unfortunately impacted negatively on the on the return that we gave up. You know so. Mm. You know, we had, you know, you know, 14 of those points, um, you know, we're lining up for extra points. And so, you know, be it, be it the pick six or the touchdown on special teams. And, you know, also we didn't get off the field on second and long um, on defense. So it's a you, you win and you lose as a team. But when you taught your, your comment to me was, you know, what are you pointing out? You're pointing out the deficiencies in all three phases and you're working to correct those. Uh, the return game, obviously, you give up the special teams touchdown, and you know you're facing a world class returner as well. But the Ticats, of course, have a world class returner too, and it seemed, you know, for for what we've come to love about Lawrence Woods and the explosion explosions that he can provide in the return the return game, that was a quiet night for him. And I think it, I, I'm guessing that the average fan, the average watcher doesn't have a great sense for how much strategy goes into a return game. Can you, can you, what can you adjust to inform a listener? What, what can be changed about a return game? You know, it's not just a bunch of guys running down the field. There's there's strategy and responsibilities out there. And how do you correct a game where you weren't getting those explosive returns? 
Well, yeah, I think you're exactly correct. There's a lot more that goes into it than just, you know, 12 guys running down the field. You know, I think when you're talking about your punt team, placement is always crucial. It always starts with protection, right? You've got to – nothing else matters if you can't protect the punter. It's no different than protecting the quarterback. And so – and then your punt placement is, you know, of the utmost importance. So when you flip that and you say that the other team has great punt placement – or they're spraying the ball all over the field, it forces you to say, okay, should we put two returners back, which obviously makes you short up front and more susceptible to fakes. And that's something that the average listener or onlooker wouldn't wouldn't obviously pay huge attention to. So there's that. And then there's, you know, the strategy that comes in, there's people on the other team that are professionals and make a lot of great plays. So are you choosing to double those people? Uh, and if you are doubling them, you're letting somebody else have a one-on-one matchup, and that's that's the strategy of it. Uh, when it comes, you know, and and then I think when it you know when it comes to like I said, the punt team, there's just certain things when you have a dynamic returner you're going against, you just can't let them get going, right? And and uh, we've mm-hmm. got to set hard edges, and we were soft, and he was able to get around it, and and uh, you know when you do that, just like you said, we have a dynamic guy, and if he's able to get that, so. Um, I think, um, you know, they did a good job of maintaining their lanes. You know, we didn't – oftentimes for a star returner, you got to get them going. And so, you know, after that, it's usually it's usually up to the returner, right? Once you bust through the first time, it's usually their natural ability that takes over. So, um, you know, sometimes you get bottled up, and that was one of those times, and that's not conducive to playing consistent winning football. Uh, offensively, Matt Schultz, you know, lots of great throws out there. I mean, some 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 really impressive and, you know, throws downfield into tight areas that they completed. And, of course, you've got the two interceptions. And, you know, something struck me that from our show in previous weeks where you said you look at a game and you recognize the mistakes and then you, you ask yourself as a coach, what's the likelihood of those happening again? What was your take on the two interceptions with Matt Schultz? I mean, to me, Matt Schultz is no no rookie, right? I mean, he's got he has legitimate experience. He's won games. He, he's he's a trustworthy guy. He's not a not a young quarterback, but it seems like those two interceptions are the kind of things that stick with a quarterback, and you can see, you see it when you're on the field again, where you know, like, okay, I, I'm not going to make that throw again to the wide side of the field to that sort of that ten yard that that you know just past the flat to that side, just too long of a ball flight. In that, does that does that strike you in a similar way where it seems like a mistake that that's not going to be likely again? Well, there's there's a couple ways to look at at interceptions. One, you know, obviously, are we are are we going through our reads? Are we doing what what we're asked to do? Sometimes the DB makes a great play. Sometimes you're fooled on it. <clears throat> Sometimes they're tip balls, and they get intercepted. And the where I'm getting or excuse me, where I'm going with this is that none of them help winning, right? And, you know, Matt made a lot of a lot of great throws. And, you know, I, I'll say that we didn't run a very crisp route uh, on that last interception. It's not about an assigned blame. You, uh, Luke, you've been around and you know that I've said this ever since I started coaching DBs, even when I was the coordinator and I said it in front of you as the head coach. And that is at times I wish there weren't any numbers or names on the jersey because it's not about singling out a person like 
when we take a penalty, it affects the Hamilton Tiger Cats, not that person. You know, when you throw an interception, it affects the Hamilton Tiger Cats. When you get an interception, it affects the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And so, you know, you try not to get into the player specifically. Um, that's what you sign up for in pro ball. We don't run from it, but internally, you know, it's not about the individual person. It's it's about what we can get accomplished. So, you know, the interceptions are never, never timely, but not all of them are equal. Yep. I I can think back to plays where I was the I was the cause uh, for an interception at times for doing something, uh, you know, outside of the design of the play. But of course, the quarterback wears the uh, the badge of, of blame for each of those. Um, let's get a fan question. in. uh, this one is from Tony and Burlington coach. It seems like the tie cats in recent history have been a pass heavy team and have not run the ball as much as other teams. First, do you agree with this? And if so, is this a result of strategy and preference or would you like to have a more prominent run game? It's just the personnel that, that you have and that it's suited for a heavy pass offense. Yeah, it's a fair question. Thank you, Tony. I think every football team every year is different. I don't think there's any doubt that we've been uh, probably a pass uh, first offense, you know, since I've been here, even as a coordinator. You know, I think um, when I was the coordinator is what I'm saying since 13, it's kind of been that way. Um, Part of it is definitely strategy part of it is the makeup of your football team part of it is the person calling the plays for sure and each game kind of unfolds different you know so you know like when when you were playing luke and you know let's just use 19 for an example where you know we're finding the end zone all the time like it's like, why would we go for one? I don't even know why we had a kicker that year. You just, we're right. going for two. You just stay out there. Like, you're just you're just rolling. You know, Speedy's in his brain on. You're healthy. We were healthy that year. Things were rolling. And so you don't slow the ball down. You just let it keep rolling. And um, so, yeah, in a perfect world, you'd like to be a little bit more balanced, as, as hard as that is to do in the, in the Canadian Football League, it's not it's not four down football. So um, I just think that's just kind of the way we've been. Uh, that doesn't mean that we have to stay a certain way. I think there's times, you know, I can remember the Saskatchewan game last year, maybe the Edmonton game, uh, certain times where we were you know running the ball 20 times, and that's what that game afforded. So uh, I think it's different week to week. Ultimately, I think every t- football team including ourselves would like to say we're going to be a little bit more balanced in our attack. Yeah. Tony, thanks for that question. That's Tony in Burlington and <clears throat> fans. You can send your questions to game day at tycats.ca. Put in the subject line, you know, question for coach O for the coach O show. Uh, we choose one every week and that's uh, been a fun part of the, uh, of the shows that we've done here. So thanks to Tony there. Uh, coach, um, as you're getting ready for the Ottawa game, uh, they found their first win against Edmonton. What are you looking at in the Red Blacks? What stands out to you as a strength that they have right now? Well, they're coming off a win. You know, they uh, they were struggling. They hadn't hadn't won at home in in quite a while, so that was a huge uh, thing for them. Um, I, I imagine they're a confident group when you turn the tape on. You know, I say this every week, but it's the truth. Uh, you turn the tape on, and you know they seem to play pretty hard. 
um, they've you know they've got a win with with the new quarterback. Whether we see Jeremiah or we see Adams, it, 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 I don't think it matters. Uh, I think that they're going to have a certain amount of confidence, and it should it should be for a, a great ball game, a great challenge. At zero and three, the the interesting thing for Ticats, I I was zero and three a few years. I mean, it's like, it's just so interesting that for some reason, Hamilton Ticats just have not started seasons well in the past, maybe decade of football. Uh, and yet they're, they, we've been to three gray cups, uh, played, uh, all, all sorts of playoff games, made long stretches at the end of the season. Is that something that you have to teach these young guys who are coming from leagues where you start going three and effectively your season's done and the NCAA or if you were uh, the NFL, that's not a great place to be in Owen three. Is that uh, something that you're teaching? It's sort of a, you know, it's a little bit of a, of, of not a fun thing to sort of coach say, Hey, no, we're okay at Owen three. But the truth is that in the CFL, you do still have life. And is it something that you're, that you have to preach and let that be known to some of these younger guys? Absolutely. And I think you, the, the bottom line is you have to stay the course. Nobody likes it. You know, whatever we, the fog of war, you got to embrace the suck, whatever, whatever analogy you want to use. This is not, nothing's planned this way. If you come watch us practice, you're not going to see any semblance of that. It's not like we're letting things slide. It's always about the critical stats and the execution on game day. Um, as far as in between the walls, the preparation doesn't stop. The grind doesn't stop. I think without going into great detail I'll you know for example Luke how many how many games did you play at Cornell were you guys like an eight game season nine it was game? a ten game season there okay so you're a ten game season there so for you coming to professional football playing 23 weeks you're already into your junior year three games yeah so <laughs> like you're a junior yeah. okay so for you sports that play eight nine games they're juniors by the end of the year they've never played this much football and that's just the physical part of it and, and laying that out for them. And I've explained that to the team. Many, even people that are in, you know, playing the NCAA play 12 games. Okay, you're a sophomore now. You got, you got two seasons where we're playing here. So you got to learn how to practice like a pro, prepare like a pro, take care of your body like a pro. With that being said, because it is a couple of seasons, let's keep it in perspective. And that is you do have time to get things turned around and to get it right. You always want to be playing your best ball at the end of the year. Nobody desires to be 0-3. And if you don't start making strides, you, you dig deeper holes. But focusing on that is focusing on an uncontrollable factor, and we just won't do that. We're going to move forward. We're going to be very confident in what we're doing. We're going to make the changes necessary, uh, be it personnel, be it moving bodies around, uh, increasing playing time, reducing playing time. But at the same time, we're going to keep the main thing, the main thing. And, and that is to win, but also to be playing our best ball in November, uh, not in June. That's great. Helpful perspective there. The Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is presented by Turkster Lumber. Check out the project coaches at Turkster Lumber. They can help with every part of your home rental from designing a deck to ordering a new front door. Learn more at turksterlumber.com. Coach, looking forward to getting back, uh, getting back on the field here and uh, to Saturday night uh, with the Ottawa Red Blacks. Coach, great. Good luck with your uh, week of prep. Now, I appreciate it, Luke. Look forward to next week. Thanks, man. 
Another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is in the books. Let us know your thoughts. Email us at gamedayatiecats.ca. Coach O and Luke are back next week to discuss the latest from the locker room. Subscribe to the Tiecats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.